You're listening to the Infant Adoption Guide Podcast, episode number 17, an interview with Nicole Witt from the Adoption Consultancy. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Infant Adoption Guide Podcast. My name is Tim Elder. I'm an adoptive dad, and this is the show all about domestic infant adoption. That's right. This is where we give you the resources, the inspiration, and most of all, the hope to help you shorten the time, decrease the cost, and get you through your adoption journey to make it less stressful for you. It's all here to help you become the mom and dad that you want to be. So first of all, I want to tell you, I have four free adoption resources waiting for you on my website, infantadoptionguide.com forward slash welcome. These four free resources will give you help you save time, money, and stress, just like we're talking about on your journey. So they're free. All you have to do is enter your first name and your email address, and I'll send them right to you and um, get you started. Or even if you're already in your adoption journey, there are ways, things that you can learn through these resources that will get you started. And you can uh, get updates from our website too uh, by signing up there. So I appreciate that. This episode is, I really am excited about because it's all about adoption consultants and specifically the adoptionconsultancy.com where Nicole Witt is the executive director. And what you're going to learn about is who adoption consultants are, what they do, how they can help you adopt. And specifically, and Nicole will talk about her company and how they can help you. But in general, adoption consultants helps hopeful adoptive families. If you're starting the process or if you're already in the process and you're just feeling overwhelmed, you feel like you have no hope, there are a lot of ideas and things you can do. And Nicole can specifically uh, talk about those in the podcast today. And I mean, it's just really helpful to know that you actually do have some hope. You do have some control. And we'll talk about that today in uh, how you can do that in your journey to parenthood. I mean, Nicole, her the adoption consultancy really helps you navigate through the process. Uh, they help you with um, just avoiding the obstacles, the disappointments, uh, and overcoming those. Cause you may have some anyway, uh, through the process it, it can come, but uh, she will give you the guidance to get through it, her and her team. And, uh, you'll hear a lot about uh, how she can do that and ways that she can do that. And she'll give you some tips as well, but it's interesting that you, even on her website, it says you can complete your adoption, domestic adoption on average within three to 12 months after your home study is ready and you're ready to be presented to birth parents. So that's, it's really exciting to know. Um, that's two of our biggest things that we worry about when we come into adoption is how much we're going to have to wait and how much is going to cost. And we'll talk about both of those in the podcast today. So, uh, without any further ado, let's just get into the interview with Nicole Witt from the adoption consultancy. Okay, everybody today we have Nicole Witt with us on the show. She is the executive director of the adoption consultancy, which you can find at theadoptionconsultancy.com. She's a frequent speaker on adoption, and she's really recognized as an adoption information source for all over the place. She's been interviewed by all sorts of media, including Fox News, World News Tonight, CBSNews.com, a bunch of other TV and radio outlets over the years, uh, including other adoption podcasts such as uh, Your Adoption Coach and uh, Creating a Family podcast. And she's uh, also a professional member of Resolve, which is the National Infertility Association. 
I know she's got a bunch more credentials uh, that we could talk about, uh, but I really I just want to welcome Nicole to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. Thanks so much, Tim. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I love bringing guests on that can help other hopeful adoptive families, especially overcoming obstacles and frustrations while going through the domestic infant adoption process. That's what this whole podcast is about. So I really appreciate you coming on and taking time to give us your uh, wisdom and experience in the adoption world. Sure, sure. Yep. I'd love to help people through that process too. So that that's why I'm here. Yeah. So tell us about the adoption consultancy. I mean, I guess when you think of an adoption consultant, uh, a lot of different things come to my mind, and I'm sure the folks out there are like, what even is an adoption consultant? So maybe we should start there and then get into what, what your company is all about. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people have never heard about adoption consultants. And I tell people that we're sort of a simple way to grasp the idea is that we're kind of like wedding planners for yeah. adoption. <laughs> okay. Um, so we guide people step by step through the whole process. Um, you know, we connect them with the right resources that they need at different stages through the process. Uh, part of what we do is create a customized plan for our clients with multiple agencies and attorneys who will be able to help them best, and we get them out there with multiple sources without them having to spend a lot of money to do so. so they have a lot more opportunities. We help them create great profiles so that when they are presented, they're more likely to get selected. We do risk assessment on every opportunity that comes up, and we basically hold their hand all the way through the process. So basically, we're, we're unbiased advocates solely working for the adoptive parents. Right. So you're, you have, you're not a placement agency. You're not a facilitator. You're not anything that deals directly with birth mothers or birth parents. Uh, or expectant Correct. parents, you're really dealing with the hopeful adoptive parents, um, trying to get them through the process safely with less risk and quick, quicker. Correct. Yes, exactly. We're not a child placing entity, and yeah, the big difference between consultants and facilitators is that facilitators work with birth moms and actually do matching. Um, and that's what they get paid for. And in some states, they're highly regulated and perfectly legal. And in other states, they're not legal. Um, but yeah, consultants are totally different. We never interact directly with the birth parents. That's what the agencies and attorneys who we work with do. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I I, I want to dive into that. But first, I wanted to really ask you how you even got into this. How did you get, how, what ties do you have to the adoption world? And what's your story of how you got this going? Yeah, well, like many people who, who work in, in this area, you know, my husband and I went through our own infertility struggles. And during the, the course of that process, we, you know, kind of came to a crossroads where we found out we weren't going to be able to have biological children. And at the time, we really never gave adoption sort of a, a fair shot. You know, it really wasn't sort of in our consideration set. And the reason why was because of all the myths out there mm. that we believed about adoption. You know, we thought that it takes years to uh, adopt a healthy newborn, that, you know, the birth parents could come back and take the child back. And, um, and you know, I, I tell people when I speak on this subject that although I'm, I'm a bit ashamed to admit it now, you know, kind of in the, in the deepest recesses of my heart, um, I was worried that I wouldn't love that child in mm. the same way. Right. And so we never really considered it. And we ended up going forward with donor egg and had our, our 
two amazing children through, you know, the incredible generosity of an egg donor. So, uh, of course, I, I never for a minute regret that decision. But a, as a result of going through that process, I became active with Resolve and I started volunteering with Resolve. And as I did that, I learned that all these things that I believed about adoption were not true. And on top of it all, at that point, I was a mom to children who were not <laughs> genetically related to me. <laughs> and I realized, wow, there's no way on earth I could love these children anymore. Um, so it, it was sort of all that came together. And I felt, you know, people really need to understand what a great option this is. And that's what led me down this path. Awesome. Yeah. That is amazing. Um given the path that you were on, that uh, you came around, back around to adoption and was helping people through adoptions. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, we've, and we've touched on what a, the adoption consult, consultancy is um, and how you help people. Do you have a team that helps you then or you do this by yourself? How does that work in your company? I, I do have a team. I, I interact personally with all of my clients, but I have kind of... Uh, support team, if you will, back office support. And, um, you know, I have someone who, who answers phones and um, may do some Q&A sessions and things like that. But, you know, when we get really involved with a client and are starting to get into a, a customized plan and approach for them and so on, then I'm the one working directly with those clients. Right. I see that. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I would think in order to help as many people as you can, you almost have to have some support there, but it's, it's helpful to know yes. that if people come to you, they can actually talk to you and get you, uh, your experience and your advice. So that's great. Uh, you say on your website, I did some research and was looking around and even right on your front page, it says, uh, you can complete your domestic adoption on average within three to 12 months after your home study is ready. And that's really, as an adoptive ed myself, and now we're starting our third, our third adoption. That that's pretty appealing to say, wow, you can reduce your time to that amount. That's incredible. How do you, how do you get that wait time decrease? Yeah, so much? almost all of our clients do adopt in in less than a year. Hmm. And yeah, again, as you said, I, when I start sort of counting the time, if you will, is not only from when their home study is ready, but from when their profile is done right. and they are you know, they've completed the agency or attorney applications and they're out there being active, being, you know, starting to be ready to be presented to birth moms because everybody takes a different amount of time to get through that upfront process. Um, <clears throat> but once they're out there being presented, again, almost all of our clients adopt within that time frame. And it's really due, <clears throat> excuse me, to the combination of two things. So like I had briefly mentioned before, we create a customized plan for each client and we get them out there with multiple agencies and attorneys. And one of the key things that we look for in the places that we work with is that they charge very little, if anything, up front in terms of application fees. So we don't work with places that charge thousands of dollars just to sign up with them. So the places might charge zero, might charge a hundred, a couple hundred dollars, things like that. So our clients can afford to sign up with maybe five or six different places. So they're going to have five or six times as many opportunities than if they were just signed up with one. And then, as I had also briefly touched on, we help them create a really great profile. So the combination of having a lot more opportunities and having a profile that's much more likely to get selected is how our clients are able to adopt more quickly. Absolutely. So 
when you generally help people that are just starting out in the adoption process or do people come to you after they've been waiting and they don't know what else to do and they've kind of come across you and want your help? Yeah, it's both. It's yeah. about, I would say, you know, the, the majority, but maybe not the vast majority of our clients are people who are at the very beginning of the process. And they're sort of at the point where they say, I know that I want to adopt, but that's pretty much all I know. <laughs> right? yeah. I, I don't know how to go about it or who to trust or, or what to do. And, you know, we definitely walk them step by step through the whole process. But we get plenty of people, you know, who get frustrated uh, waiting with one agency or they've been trying to do networking on their own or whatever it is, and it's just not coming together for them and they want to be more proactive and, and speed up the process. So, you know, we're, we're happy to work with those people as well and, you know, help them to get a good result as quickly as possible. Yeah, being a part of Facebook groups, we have quite a few Facebook uh, groups that are dedicated to adoption, and we run into folks all the time that are waiting and waiting and waiting, don't know what else to do. They're really, lots of times with one agency, and they've been mm -hmm. there for several years, and they're just like, we don't know what else to do. We have not heard anything. There's doesn't feel like there's any hope. So I would say those kind of people should come to you and get some help. Yeah, and agencies, you know, it, it ebbs and flows. They go through busy periods and they go through slow periods. So that's one of the other benefits of being out with multiple places because then if one or two of the places are going through a slow period, you know, at least you've still got other activity going on. And, you know, a lot of people when they start the adoption process, they don't even know that they're sort of allowed <laughs> to be out there with more than one place. Absolutely. It's, it's something that, that never crosses people's minds because they just – think, oh, this is how you do it. You sign up with one agency and that's it. And, and to be fair, there are some agencies that won't allow you to sign up with other places yes. if you're signed up with them. That's part of their contract. Or other ones that charge so much up front that you can't get out there with other places. Um, but there are plenty of, of reputable and busy agencies that do allow that. Yeah, that's where your service comes into play. And it's, it's mm -hmm. great that people can not have to go and try to do all their own homework to figure out how this works. How do I find these agencies? How do I get in touch with them? How do I know if they're uh, not charging so much up front? I mean, that's a lot of legwork that you can it just is. cut and through. I, and, mm -hmm. You know, I always tell people you would never go through the infertility process alone, right? You have this whole team of, of doctors and nurses and therapists and so on. And then when it comes to, to adoption, you know, often people are coming to adoption from, from unsuccessfully going through the medical <laughs> process. Right. Um, suddenly they feel like they need to do it on their own. And, and you don't have to. There are people out there who can help you. Well, that's why I like your wedding planner analogy because it really <laughs> you can plan a wedding all yourself. There's, there's absolutely right. people do it all the time. But if you want that extra help of somebody that's been there and done it and, and take some of the stress out of it for you, that's a perfect analogy. So it's really exactly. cool. Exactly. So do people come to you and do they generally adopting newborns here in the U.S.? Is that? Almost all of our clients yeah. do. Uh, you know, we help people figure out if international or domestic is the right path for them. But these days, almost all of our clients are choosing domestic, especially once we go through kind of the, the pros versus the cons and the myths versus the realities. Because uh, right now, there just aren't a lot of great international options. You know, there, there were a few years ago, and there may be again <laughs> in a few years, but right now, there's really not, uh, you know, with so many of the countries closed down and so on. So almost everybody is pursuing domestic adoption. And 
domestic adoption is almost always of newborns. You know, every once in a while, a slightly older child becomes available, but that's pretty rare. Yeah, in today's adoption world, at least in the U.S., it's um, you know ninety some odd percent open adoption, and lot most of the time, the birth parents or the expected birth parents are um, going to match with you because they're they're on they're wanting to make an adoption plan for their children, so they're out there trying to find uh, the right people to match with that could parent their child. So. Yeah, it it just it makes sense that there's more newborns than anything out there. Right. Um, how many families on average do you work with then uh over the course of a year? Or how about how many do you work with right now? Maybe that's a better question. Yeah, you know, it it kind of varies because it depends on where people are in the process, right? When people are kind of getting started and we're doing a lot of the education and creating their plan and working on their profile and so on, obviously that takes a lot more of our time and effort than, you know, once they're out there waiting for opportunities to arise and to be presented. So mm-hmm. it basically, you know, fluctuates a little bit depending on where everybody is. But, you know, I usually try to limit it to a ballpark of maybe about 25 to 30 families at a time so that everybody can get that focused, individualized attention that they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. That's That would be a concern, I think, of mine if I would start with a consultant is, okay, are we going to be reduced to a number uh, okay your number 458 and we'll give you some <laughs> we'll give you some uh training here but uh yeah that's about all we're going to do for you so uh, it's helpful to know that you you limit the number of people i think that's important to get some personalized uh touch and help through the process like you said hand holding through it some a lot of us need more hand holding than others so it, it helps to know you're there to do that for us um i want to get to a point where or talk about something that's really important to everybody that comes into the adoption journey and that's cost. A lot of people, the two biggest things is how long do I have to wait and how much is it going to cost me? So do you have, uh, or have you figured out what the average cost of adoptions you've handled? I know it can cover the gamut based on a lot of variables. It really can. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's based on a lot of different things. Um, You know, the, the places that we tend to work with, again, our, our, clients tend to be a little more focused on the speed of the process. That's why they're hiring a consultant, right? So the places that we work with tend to be larger, busier agencies that are in, and some of them may be smaller, you know, attorney's offices, but the the common denominator is that they are investing a lot of money in outreach to find birth moms, right? So that they have the babies to place. So because they're investing in the outreach, advertising, relationship building, et cetera, they have a higher overhead. So they're they're definitely not the cheapest places out there. Um, But you tend to see a fairly direct trade-off between cost and wait time, right? Because the, the places, the smaller places that aren't making those investments have fewer babies to place, but they have lower overhead, so their costs are lower. And then on top of that, because they're lower cost, you get a lot more people who sign up with them, right? So it sort of exacerbates the situation. So we do focus a little bit more on not lowest cost places, but the ones that tend to place more quickly, okay? So with that said, I would say usually we're talking about um, mid to high 30s up into even 
low 40,000s. You know, sometimes you can even push mid 40,000s, although fortunately that's relatively rare. But it, it's often in that range. Um, as you said, it, it depends on um, a host of, of factors. Yeah. Uh, you know, it can be high 20s, low 30s, but even that is a little bit more the exception than the rule. Yeah, and through your consultancy process, your wedding planner process, do you help people that get a little overwhelmed with like, I can't afford $30,000, $40,000, how do, or how do I afford that? Do you have right. some um, options and some things for them to, to do to help them cover that cost? Yeah, we, you know, we provide them with a list of information and resources for um, loans and grants and fundraising ideas and, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, we don't actually um, provide any, any loans or grants sure. or so on. And because we, you know, ultimately they have to pay the money to the child placing entity, to the yeah. agency or the attorney. So, you know, we're not really involved in that piece of the process, but we do provide them with resources um, to try to get their funds together. Yeah, and through the process, I'm sure when you're working with the agencies, they will know, or the hopeful adoptive family will know how much it's going to cost them approximately, and then if there's any payment plans, if there's loans that they can get, there's grants that they can get as they are signing up with these agencies, correct? Right, exactly, exactly. And, you know, of course, um, grants are nice because you don't have to pay them back. Yeah, but free they money. Can be, yeah. yeah, they can be pretty tricky to get and the timing of them can sometimes be a little bit tricky. If you're talking about borrowing money, ideally if it's possible to get a line of credit versus a loan, that can be the better way to go because you're not going to know exactly how much you're going to need until you're matched and you're not going to know when you're going to need it <laughs> until you're matched, right? It's true. Very so true. It, it's best to kind of have that line of credit just waiting and ready to go versus having taken out a loan for an arbitrary amount of money and then start paying back on it before you've even used it and gotten any benefit from it. So if possible, the line of credit is preferable. Absolutely. Cost is such a huge thing. Trying to figure out how to pay for these. For a few families that I've I've come across, it's not that big of a deal and God bless them. They're financially able to do it. (laughs) But for the vast majority of us, it's it's tough to face $30,000. Yeah, really yeah. You know, and so many people, again, they come to adoption after having been through a, a long battle with infertility where not only have they expended a lot of time and, and emotion, but a lot of money, you right. know, and a lot of people are, are in debt already from the infertility process. And, and some of that you know, you have to go through before you're sort of ready to take the next step. But I also hear from so many people that, you know, gosh, I, I really wish I had switched over to adoption sooner. I wish I had thought about this sooner. I wish I'd kind of done some more long-range planning in terms of, okay, do I really want to try these three next cycles given these are my odds of success, you know, or do I want to put that money towards an adoption? Um, and, you know, the earlier that people can start thinking about those things and making some informed choices and which path is going to be right for them, better position that they're going to be in financially for the long term. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, more people need to know that. And hopefully through uh, outreaches like this podcast, they can actually hear that and start that and budget well and plan for their family in the long term. 
long run. Would you say that cost is the biggest hurdle for families then or that are considering domestic infant adoption or what do you think is the biggest hurdle? Yeah, I think I think it's the biggest logistical hurdle for sure. Uh, I think there's also the big emotional hurdle, um, which of course you have the piece of before they kind of make that ultimate decision to adopt as you know, of, of letting go of their plans of carrying a pregnancy and having a biological child and so on. But even even so, once people have kind of shifted their mindset over to adoption, I think the biggest sort of emotional hurdle is the concept of this relationship with the birth mother, you know, and, and, and how is that going to work and what am I comfortable with and, and what am I not comfortable with? And as you probably know, that always changes over <laughs> over Absolutely. the course of the process, you know, where people start and what they think they're going to want versus what they want, you know, down the road is always different in one way or another. But you don't you don't know that at the beginning of it. It's, it's really hard to grasp. So I, I think that's kind of the biggest emotional hurdle is starting to come to grips with, you know, there's going to be a third party involved with this process. And how is how is that going to play out? What does that look like for me? Absolutely. You never know. And every adoption is different. My wife yeah. and I went into it thinking there's no way we can't we just um, somebody drop off a baby at our front door. I mean, right. we didn't really think that's going to happen. But that's the mentality is uh, can't do we have to involve anybody else with this? Can't we have a closed adoption? Well, that's not reality in the adoption world today. Right. And now we're completely different. We've been through two adoptions and both of them are open. And we absolutely love our children's birth parents. I mean, we mm-hmm. we get along with them. They're not. It's not an invasive relationship. Or it's not f- way far from co-parenting. It's just uh, almost. It's like an extended family, really. And right. It, and you never could have imagined that going into never, it. Right? No, never could have imagined it. So, and it's hard to explain to somebody that that's really how it ends up working out. And it doesn't always work out that way. But um, right. Well, some of them end up being closed. And, but I think for the most part. And this is my little open adoption uh, um, speech or soapbox moment. But for the most part, birth parents, actually, even before their birth parents, when they're expecting parents and they're thinking about making an adoption plan, they really just want to know that their child is going to be safe, going to be mm-hmm. loved and cared for over the long haul. And they're placing their child with the right people. So that's really the bottom line of open adoption, and that's the hard concept to get through to a hopeful adoptive family's heads is that really they just want to know their child's safe. And knowing means having a little bit of communication or maybe a little bit more communication after placement so they can see and hear and read how well their child is doing with you. Well, yeah, my little soapbox moment. Absolutely. <laughs> So anyway, um, I got off a little tangent there, but what, what tips would you have for anyone who's struggling right now? So you say they've started the adoption process. Mm-hmm. They're either waiting for their home study to be completed or they're waiting. Um, they're actually out there being presented to birth, expected birth parents, but they're not, they don't know when it's going to happen. And maybe it's, they've been waiting for months. Maybe they've been waiting for years. Who, what tips could you give for somebody in that? space right now? Well, I I think that, you know, one of the great things about adoption that's different from going through the infertility process is that you do have control uh, over parts of the process, right? Um, So you can, 
impact that. There are things that you can do to impact it. So uh, again, whether you decide to go ahead and get out there with additional resources, additional agencies and attorneys, whether you decide that it's time to uh, improve your profile, whether you decide that you're going to do some more networking on your own, that sort of thing. There are always steps that you can be taking that are going to impact how this journey goes for you and how quickly it goes for you. So you have control over the process. It's just a matter of, you know, do you want to grasp that control and which are the steps that, are, that you are comfortable taking, which are the ones that are right for you. But there are always steps that you can take to speed up this process for yourself. Well said. Absolutely. Yep. I, I feel. I think sometimes we get lulled into the feeling of hopelessness. Well, mm-hmm. we signed up with an agency. We we are everything is in their hands, and there's nothing else we can right. do. Right. I did what I was supposed to yep. do. Now what? Now what? Now I'm just waiting. Well, no. Take take some initiative. Take some charge and get out there and research and things. Find things that you can do. And and there's places like the adoption consultancy that you can call and uh, talk to you about what can we do. Here's our situation. How can you help us? Um, if people want to do that, is there? Do you do like introductory consultants? Uh, have a like a just a quick phone call to talk with them about where they're at and their adoption, or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, if if people want to sort of chat with us generally and just ask about our services and so on, of course, you know, they can contact the office at any time. If they want to kind of get into the specifics of their particular case and so on, obviously we need to know a little bit more about their background to be able to do that. So we do offer 30-minute Q&A sessions, and we have them fill out a a background questionnaire before we do that. Uh, And we do charge a nominal amount for that. But then if they choose to go forward with our services, what they pay for that Q&A session comes off of the cost of our services. So there's no risk to them for doing that. Awesome. Yes. I encourage anybody out there that is uh, considering adoption or stuck in the wait and feeling hopeless to give Nicole and her team a, a call because it's they can help you. And I go on their website too. It, I'll mention the website again. It's theadoptionconsultancy.com. Or you can just Google Nicole Witt and W-I-T-T and it'll pop up as well. I've, I've tried yep. that. It works well. <laughs> well, um, I really appreciate you joining us. Actually, I had one more question for you. You know, I've been sure. thinking about this recently because my wife and I have start, started the our third adoption. And we've done this t- on our previous two, and now we're going to do it on our third adoption. And that is create an adoption video profile. And mm-hmm. a lot of us, everybody creates a printed profile and and a lot of people even create their own websites to put pictures and text on there to try to connect with the expected parent. What do you know about adoption video profiles? Have you heard of them? Have you used them? Do you think they work? You know, I, I, I'm sure they're going to become more and more popular and more and more important. Right now at this point with the places that I work with, it's still very paper-based not even using websites and that sort of thing. But but here's the reason why. Um, because, again, I'm working <clears throat> with, you know, brick-and-mortar agencies and, and attorneys' offices where the birth mom is coming in and meeting with them in person. And, you know, the social worker can stop by her house and bring her to the doctor's appointment and so on. And I think that really reduces the chances 
of, you know, coming across to somebody who's sort of intentionally scamming the system or that type of thing. Yeah. You know, when, when people are out there searching online, it's a lot easier for somebody who is, uh, you know, with less than honorable intentions to be hiding behind a computer screen, you know, who knows if they're even pregnant or if they're even a woman. True, <laughs> right? true. But, you know, when they're dealing face-to-face with an agency, uh, it's a different story. So, you know, I still kind of focus on that type of relationship between the birth mom and the agency. So then, you know, she doesn't want to sit there with the agency looking over her shoulder as she's, you know, looking at these things on the computer. She tends to want to take them and go home and look at them in in privacy. Um, So it's still very much the paper-based books. Um, But I have had a couple clients start putting links, you know, where they mention the link in the paper book saying, if you want to learn more about us or see more about us, feel free to go to this website where they have information or video or so on. Um, And I certainly think that that's going to become a more popular way to go. But uh, surprisingly, I would say it, I, I haven't seen a lot of it yet, again, with the places I work with. Of course, it's very different for people who are networking and advertising online. Right. The, our first adoption, we uh, had never heard of profile video, and um, my brother-in-law introduced us to the, the concept, and we're like, oh, let's, let's try it. And our agency, actually, we worked with a lifetime adoption or the facilitator out of California, and they had not okay. done any video profiles at that point either. So we actually created one. They didn't have the ability to put it on their website at that time. They do now. So what we did was created, a, we actually put it on a DVD and put it inside our printed profile. And it was oh, interesting because okay. of the feedback we got back from her birth mother was, or her daughter's birth mother was that she watched that over and over and over again in her dvd player and so i thought well that's an interesting way to a new way to connect and it wasn't just pictures and it wasn't just pictures put to music it was us talking into the camera so uh it was it created a the start of a relationship that was a little bit different than just looking at pictures and yeah, and a great way to, to differentiate yourself, you know, when, when other people still really aren't doing that yet. Absolutely. And both both of our adoptions happened that same way that both sets of birth parents went, wow, you guys just, we just connected with you because we got to see you and hear you mm-hmm. and get your mannerisms and just a lot different than just seeing a printed profile. So I thought I'd ask yeah. you about that. Okay. Yeah. I have, I have a feeling it's getting, get bigger and bigger and bigger as we go. Uh, on through the years and videos even more easily able to you can watch it a lot easier with youtube and other things online okay well what else would you like people know about domestic adoption anything else we haven't mentioned here you know i think the the key thing was what we touched on a few minutes ago when you asked you know what should people do if they're feeling stuck or feeling hopeless and you know i i just think that that's the takeaway point that you know one, you have control over how this process can go. Um, but the other thing is, you know, adoption works, right? You know, some fertility procedures work and some don't, but adoption <laughs> works. If you stick with it and you want to be a parent, you will be a parent. So adoption works. So don't lose that hope because you never know when that right birth mom is going to come along and walk through the door. And maybe you've been you know, waiting a short amount of time or, or maybe even waiting a long amount of time, but that really has no bearing on when that right birth mom walks through the door. And when she does, you're going to connect and you're going to know it. Very well said. Couldn't have said it any better. That's that's what people need is hope and that the process is going to work for them and it will. So 
Very well said. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us today. Uh, folks can find you on the adoptionconsultancy.com and you could find uh, a very nice website actually with testimonials oh, up there, uh, frequently asked questions, um, very detailed on your, your services, and even a section on why choose us. I really liked that as well. So Plus, you, you, if you ever want to hear any more of her interviews, I mean, she's got a ton of them on her, on her, on her site there with all the media clips and all the places you've been. It's pretty amazing, uh, all the places uh, you've done interviews for. So it's really impressive. So thanks again for joining us today, and uh, we'll have to talk to you again down the road. Great. Thanks so much for having me, Tim. Yep, thanks. All right, that was a great interview with Nicole Witt from the Adoption Consultancy. She... You can tell she's really she's really polished. She's really understands the heart of adoptive parents, and she knows what it takes to get through adoption. She's helped a ton of people through it, and she can help you too. So I recommend you definitely go to her website, theadoptionconsultancy.com. Give her a call and see what she can do to help you, because maybe she can't help you, but at least you can try and um, reach out to her and see what she can do for you. On their website, like I said, they have pricing, they have their client testimonials, a frequently asked questions page, and you can sign up for her newsletter to get uh, email um, tips and resources from her through email. So I encourage you to do that as well. On the this show notes for this episode will be at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 17. And there I'll have all the links that we talk about during this, this podcast and you can also, while you're there on infantadoptionguide.com, you can uh, go to my start here page. It's uh, right on the front there. It says start here. If you click on that, um, it just shows you a ton of adoption information, a bunch of articles that I've written. And inside those articles, there's other places to go to help you on your adoption journey. So if you want even more information, I have my seven steps to domestic infant adoption resource guide. It's on amazon.com. You can find a link on my um, page, infantadoptionguide.com forward slash seven steps, or there's a big, uh, on the sidebar, there's a picture of the front cover. You can just click on that and go right there too. It's only $3.99. I didn't want to make it really expensive because I wanted people to get the information and get through the process. I mean, there's hardly any resource guides like this specifically geared towards domestic infant adoption. So I highly recommend you go check it out and let me know what you think. I'll be updating it. And as I update it, it, it sends you the updates through Amazon. So no worries about um, getting old information. So I would ask you if you would help me please get this podcast into the ears of more adoptive families like you. And uh, the way to do that is really easy. It's just to leave an honest review on iTunes if you go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash iTunes, you can click on view in iTunes and it's easily see where you can leave a re- review. So I really appreciate appreciate you taking the time to do that because the more reviews that come, uh, the more of the podcast will be featured and found through iTunes. And uh, it's just a, I think this is a great resource for families to learn more about domestic infant adoption. So I appreciate that. Okay. To wrap up this episode, I got a question for you. How or what do you think about using an adoption consultant in your own domestic infant adoption journey? Do you think that's something that uh, would help you down the road? Do you think that's something to help you at the, at the start of your process? Let me know. Go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 17 and leave a comment there. 
And I really look forward to uh, working with, or talking with you in the comments as well. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really bra- appreciate you listening. And I look forward to bringing even more great tips and tricks and resources to help you through the journey and become the parents that you want to be. So until next episode, I'm keeping you in my prayers and hoping your adoption will happen very soon. God bless. <laughs>